Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. All right, yeah, he was in the elevator. He he went to the elevator. Oh, oh, God. we're going. Oh, it's him. Oh my yeah. bad. I thought it was. The, I thought it was a carnivorous one. It's not. It's just sorry, him. sorry, Jesus. everybody. I, that false alarm. We 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 come here every Thursday to do this show for you, and uh, not normally do we get uh, treated to a dinosaur that could certainly rip our faces off if we he wanted to. But he thank or God, she wanted or they wanted to. I'm sorry, non-binary True. dinosaurs. For, forgive me. Just in case. Just in case. And also, like she, you know, she she. She, he's a colleague, and, you know, yes. hence the elevator. No biggie. Catherine, have you ever seen a dinosaur? Yes. Okay. At rock concerts. Mm. They like they like rock. They do. They do. They open the door. They open it up, and they get on the floor, and then they walk the dinosaur as and, well. And, yes. that, and remember, they're always doing the devil symbol, because they have no <laughs> other choice. Thank you guys so much for being here again with us on this edition of Lost and Rewound. You could go and download the Radio Free Brooklyn app to listen to us on the go. That's radiofreebrooklyn.org slash iPhone or radiofreebrooklyn.org slash Android. You can also sign up for our newsletter. Radio Free Brooklyn has a newsletter because that's what we do. We are a non-for-profit organization and we've got all sorts of good events that are coming up. So uh, reach out and sign up radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter. And you will only be sent an email once a month with all of our new events coming up, ticket giveaways, deals on swag or swag or shwiggity shwiggity. Shwiggity shwiggity swag. Isn't swag just bad weed? Uh, as opposed it was to, back in the day, but as opposed to what? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's amazing what the difference between swag and swag is. Yeah. Oh, good point. Very good point. All you need is a, got swagger. We got schwager. I, I, I can promise you this. Radio Free Brooklyn will not be providing you with shitty weed. That will not happen. That is um, true. That is true. Um, they have very good stuff here. <laughs> as I said, Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. So if you'd like to support our mission so we can continue to bring you this quality community radio we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate you can donate as little as a dollar and every cent helps us continue to stay on the air so help support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford your contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law and it's good to give yeah this place provides a wonderful platform for tons of artists to be able to express themselves and and that's a venue that is so rare especially in the city right and you can say whatever you want. Catherine, what's the uh, pitch you always, uh, or Greg always says on your show every Saturday on Dunson? 
The thoughts and opinions expressed on Dunson are not those of Radio Free Brooklyn. They may not even be our own. We just say shit. Okay, so just apply that to the uh, lost and rewound. Do not represent, I don't know. Dunson's, Saturday at 3. As, and uh, you also have our star scene radio at 7 p.m. on Saturdays. It's true. It's naked radio. Naked. Both amazing shows. Boston Rewound, uh, unlike those shows, is a show that specifically delves into old audio clips from the yesteryears. We strive to uh, get shameless with our past selves and connect the dots between then and now. We've been doing this for some time, and we continue to break the barriers down of what is appropriate to put on radio or on this particular show. Um, I've got something really exciting planned for you all, or for you, one person whomever is listening this week (laughs) all right let's begin I know that we're talking about things that happened like when we were children, but I might as well just ask, you know, just level in since I haven't seen y'all in a few weeks. We didn't have anybody except for me and my guest last week. So I haven't Mm. seen you. What what was up this past weekend? Very briefly. Well, a good friend of mine who I reconnected with fairly recently is now being an amazing rock star and helping me revamp the first episode of my sci-fi series. I mean, we haven't even really even started riffing together. I'm only just introducing her to the world because it's just huge and there's a lot of information to sort of dump on her. But at least thus far, it's maybe been one of the most organic working relationships I've ever had. Now, now that said, there's still a long way to go. So maybe this is just me hoping. But yeah. regardless, it's going great thus far. Other than your radio shows and uh, Satanic Bingo, which I do believe was this past weekend. Catherine? No, it's this coming weekend. God damn it, I always get it wrong. We're getting it this Sunday. It's going to be good, dude. So you got, so it's uh, last, it's September 30th. Yeah. You got it. Satanic Bingo at Bushwick Bazaar. Booyah. Uh, Bazaar Bushwick. Bizarre um, bar, Bushwick. Bizarre bar, Bushwick. Well, what were you up to this past weekend then, Kat? I can't remember anything except for that. <laughs> I date coached. You date coached? Yeah. What does that mean? That's your main, is that your main thing? No, oh, I don't okay. have a thing right now. No. You coach people on how to go on dates? Uh, Yeah. You're like a, a hutch or whatever, a hitch? A, hit a hitch. Is what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you realize that's how me and Catherine met. I walked in and I was like, me want to put penis in a woman. And I was like, well, let's start with don't ever say that again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, good start. That'll be $100. I, I, I met Kath in improv, not in her date coaching. <laughs> I think they're basically one of the same thing these days. They kind of are, aren't they? Uh, this weekend, I was in Connecticut. I visited... Connecticut because I was going to a bar mitzvah for my cousin Kenny's son in Greenwich, Connecticut. And uh, what followed that evening was a huge ass party in, under a tent right by the water in Norwalk. Good goddamn, that sounds awesome. I mean, go go figure. It's a bar mitzvah in an otherwise affluent area yeah. um, with uh, all the stops, the food, the How many beverages. food stations? How many food stations? How many different types of food stations? I... 
I, stations. I, I wasn't paying attention. I was honestly too busy dancing around the entire tent. Aww. I was enjoying myself. I, you know, it was good. It was a good time. Um, and it was outside, and the weather couldn't have been better. Beautiful, dramatic sunset, and then the DJ with the backup dancers. Yes, the same. The backup dance. Wow. Shout out to Total Entertainment. I found out their name. They did my other cousin's bat mitzvahs last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm familiar now with this whole setup of like a DJ and then like MC and backup dancers and people going into the dance floor and like just trying to hype everybody up. <laughs> Who's got the most energy? Yeah, let's dance. Kids are having fun. They were they were glow sticks. I mean, the whole thing. It's it, it is bound to happen. I am genuinely envious. I love going to bar mitzvah so when, when was, was the last time you guys went to a bar mitzvah uh, or a bar a bar well a bar can mitzvah. i can i just preface this by saying when i was third when i was 13 and i think i was 12 and 13 i went to tw- in grant in a grand total in one year i went to 26 bar and bar mitzvahs that's that's about right yeah and it was awesome i mean like i loved it it was all you know mostly it was it tended to be very affluent kids so they were always these just ridiculous parties sure no i mean that's what you come to expect uh yeah. Catherine, what about you I grew up in Great Neck, so I went to like a lot of them, uh, but probably not since I was a teen. Sure. I can't imagine. I can't think of one that I've been to. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, I that was just, a very excited revelation. No, no, no. Just because it hit me um, at my friend Annie's wedding, Yeah. Um, who was the daughter of uh, this woman who basically uh, was my nanny for, for most of my life. When we were at her wedding. In the same facility, there was a bar mitzvah, and I just realized this was the last time I was at a bar mitzvah. We funny, walked funny. into another room thinking that it was part of the party and started dancing, and it took us like a second it. yeah, to realize that there are a shitload of little kids around us, and the parents approached us and were like, um, excuse me, who are you? There, the hotel that we were staying at uh, was hosting a wedding and also a bunch of guests mm-hmm. for a wedding that was elsewhere. So it was mm-hmm. it was the Hyatt in Greenwich, and it was just like a oh, nice. huge drum, like breathtaking atrium with i don't even know if it's real uh jungle greenery but it just felt like it was sort of like a greenhouse in the very middle there was plenty of downtime to grab food or you know grab drinks or if you were my dad on saturday after the service and before the reception going and taking his laptop and doing data entry with like in his (laughs) plain clothes while surrounded by all these guests for a wedding just chilling in all of their regalia you know gorgeous suits and dresses gown gown suit gown tux Uh, gown just you know doing his like business on the table i'm just i'm just data he's that old guy who's just like doing the damn thing you know in his (laughs) in his own world uh where well while i was uh taking advantage of the hotel pool wait oh lovely at an event he's doing this or just while an event is going on because you know okay it's like one of these things right where uh, you have a bar mitzvah, mm. but you treat the bar mitzvah for all your guests as a sort of a wedding. Never before have I ever done a whole weekend thing for some kid, uh, you know, reading the Torah. Wait a minute. This was a whole, <laughs> this was a three day affair for one bar mitzvah. That's correct. Wow. What were you doing on these days? So Friday we get in, have like a, a dinner at a boat club or something the Friday night. Nice. And then the service the next morning and then a whole afternoon to do our own thing. And then come back to reception with the whole audacious backup dancers and all sorts of good stuff. Um, and then Sunday, there was brunch at their house. <laughs> that's nice. that's literally just like a wedding. Or at least or at least that sounds like the normal play out of the vast majority of weddings I've been to. Well, 
let me tell you, my bar mitzvah was nothing like that. I already <laughs> realized that because you sound shocked that there was a DJ and backup dancers. And I'm like, that's fucking standard. What are you talking about? Oh, my, my God. I we think... are all so overprivileged. <laughs> no, we're not. Are, we're not. Okay, so we're not. Why don't you uh, set up that counterpoint? Why are we not overprivileged? Oh, I didn't have a bar mitzvah. Well, not, I'm <laughs> the only Jew in the room. It's I mean, true. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Hey, during Suc- during Sukkot, I always call it Sukkot. I'm sorry, but Sukkot. I don't. Fuck, I don't fuck with Sukkot. Lo- love, love, love my people, but uh, I never got down with filth in the hut. During in the hut. During Sukkot, I got down with filth in the hut. Oh yeah. No, I mean it's no, a fun it's hut. A, it's a little bit more excess fat in terms of the high holy days that my parents were down with. Your Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur was whatever. <laughs> of course, those were you know standard. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, we sort of checked out and kind of moved on to. Uh, focusing on Halloween in terms of you know family life, their children were like the next thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you guys uh, weren't gonna like jump on that Hanukkah train. We did Hanukkah until I was eighteen, and I remember my last Hanukkah was me coming back home during college. And since my birthday and Hanukkah are basically around the same time, mm-hmm. I came back and just saw a bunch of presents just like chilling on the bed. There was no celebration. It was just like here, here you go. Wait, so wait, <laughs> wait so was it was it the sort of was the same kind of like. Christmas birthday or, or or Hanukkah birthday kind of thing where like it just gets wrapped up into the holiday and so you get fewer presents and you're wishing that they were spread out so they could be more of their I, own events. Look, I'll take whatever presents I can get and retrospectively I think I became at peace with this because when you're Sagittarius and your birthday is so close to the holidays, you really can't uh, avoid it. You can't avoid it. Mm-hmm. That's true. This week on Lost and Rewound, it, you know, it's September of 2018, which means I've officially been living in New York for 13 years. So my my Ooh, new yeah. my New York anniversary is now old enough to be a man. You're a you're a man. Now you can go out into the world and find yourself a wife and the future. This is my really terrible. Shut up! He's only thirteen. He's not going anywhere. All right, fine. We'll take care of him. But it's the, I, I'm just saying, he's a man now. We gotta respect. Only it. in the eyes of God. Only in the eyes. All right, but you'll always be our little boy, son. We always will love you. <laughs> You're going nowhere. Go, go to your room. Hey, hey, be nice. In conjunction with both the fact that I was at a bar mitzvah this past weekend, and it feels fresh, and also because I've been living in New York for thirteen years, it felt appropriate to unearth some very embarrassing video that's oh not, my god is this what i think it is it's not even so much no no it's very embarrassing well but here's the problem is is that it's video so our mm-hmm. our listeners aren't going to be able to see it mm-hmm. our listener won't get to uh, see it <laughs> they, all they will be able to do is hear it there's only one person listening it's okay no i'll um, love you man <laughs> slash girl slash see whatever you Yes. The, the problem is, is, is that I don't think it's fair for me to be describing the images hmm. that will be coming up on the screen. Uh, I'm going to leave it to Catherine to do that <laughs> because I think Catherine is the most blunt and brutal guest that we've ever had. On oh, done? And then, no way. And then no. I'll let Will roll with that. Not going to coddle you, bitches. You know, Barmispa is a weird thing. I mean, you like study for five months and it's just it's really i don't know how to say it but whoever's watching this right now probably would it may be jewish and maybe would understand that this is what what environment is it's really having to understand what a, a once in a lifetime event can really be like and how fun it can be 
I mean, it's really cool, actually, you know, I think. I mean, it, it's very challenging, some of the, the goals that I have to achieve in this, in this, um, in this event, but I can still probably do it if I... Thanks. Oh, Dad, please. Oh, Who shot this? my God. Who no. shot this? Yeah. His name is Nathan Koenig. He's uh, a uh, videographer local to the Hudson was Valley. Was he paid for this? Yes. Of he had he to have been paid, paid for that, Kath. Are you joking? kidding? Wow. <laughs> Please tell me that was your rabbi. Like, like, I love how your rabbi cuts you off at the end of the I don't video. know if that was the rabbi. No. Oh. Was editing? Oh, Wait, so what was that? So what was that, that camera was turn and that editing. dropping of the thought? The, 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 the thing that I think was really funny about that, if you could hear it, is that I'm in the middle of a spiel and he just, and just, turns, cut. He just yeah. turns, it, turns it off because I'm going off for too long. Oh, so he literally turned off the camera. I'm sorry. And so yeah. that shot of the of the rabbi was not. Oh, my the bad. Shot, the, the next shot you see is yeah. my dad with me. What? Okay. Why does your dad look like a rabbi? Yeah. Because they're he's wearing tallis. Yeah, is that is that? That's I'm sorry, I thought that yeah. was only Yo, something that, that is, the rabbi that, could wear. That is a thing that a man wears on his bar mitzvah after doing the blessing. Nice. Yes. Oh my, but Elon, that is so you. It what? is a small version. It is literally like you I have not changed. I I, I I know this, but I asked <laughs> Catherine to describe it. Shutting up. It just felt like every man on the planet. It's like so much talking and saying <laughs> nothing. <laughs> That's why he edited. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is every fucking man. Like, that oh is what this God. embodies. Kath. The thought of you. Oh, <laughs> For so, our listeners, Catherine, put her hand on my shoulder when she said the thought of you in regards to a man who talks too much and is just dumb. And No, has nothing to say. So no. it's a, it's, it's a, it's, <laughs> it says nothing. 13-year-old me. It's June, Vamping. June 29th, uh, 1996. 1996, the year of the snowstorm. A little bit of a parted hair there. Maroon kippah. A little, little bit of precociousness, a little bit of seeing off into the distant future and, and, and how you shall accomplish said goals. And fucking buck teeth for <laughs> Hardcore buck teeth. <laughs> Hardcore. You were like, I mean, thank God. I mean, I know you now. And you are a manly specimen, right? But oh my God, that is the opposite of this. What is, is. That is the opposite of what is standing before me now. How much work is that beard doing? <laughs> all of it. All of it, baby. <laughs> doing all the work. The, he, um, it's all the beard, all guys. There's all a the there's a really short clip that I uh, I don't Please. know if it's necessary to play, but yeah, uh, it is. dude, do it. You got to come on. If you're prefacing this at all, you got to <laughs> play necessary. it. Yeah. I wonder if I have it. Let me see. Oh, here we go. Because I know you want you really want to look at this one. Basically, I just had to pick something I wanted to wear. I just picked this one. That's all there is to it. Please, oh wait, wait, God. what What year was that earring on? What a sad. Wait, wait, wait. We need it a was, description was, for the audience was, of, of what that just was. Well, okay. It was my left ear. My left ear. Yeah. Which is, you know, the ear that you were supposed to. That is if, the straight ear if you are straight. Yes. But it was also in the 90s. So evidently um, uh, appearances. Um, yeah. <laughs> you wore an earring to your bar mitzvah. That yeah, it was so a, fucking it, awesome. It was a yin yang earring. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! What did your parents think? That's amazing. Well, he was obviously telling them about it. Who are you? No, he with? was telling Who the videographer about it. Oh yeah, no, the videographer was asking. 
You're such a sassy Adrian Brody. You look like Adrian <laughs> Brody. That's like that is actually that, a great description. That's, like, that's really a funny. Young sassy, Adrian a young Brody. sassy, like like sort of you know wimpy little kid version <laughs> of Adrian Brody. It's, it's really funny too because our guest last week is, was is, Adrian Brody. Is, I, I mean, I wish I could tell you that uh, it's it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it really is. Noah Sadaruso, shout out. He is is absolutely the rap Adrian Brody. Look him up. NSR. Nice. He, I mean, Brody repping on the street, carrying down the thing and beat. I don't know what can't really rap. Um, you tried, though, man. I was, I was, I was, I was really impressed. Thank you. <laughs> so, all right. I can rhyme sometimes. June yeah, 29th. June 29th, 1996. I have not gotten my braces on yet. My parents decide that they would rather me have my bar mitzvah without braces on. Wow. Wow. T. Yeah. My son, classic. My 13-year-old son growing into a man. He's perfect. His teeth shall be perfect. I had started my new middle school at that point. I had started going to school in Poughkeepsie, you know, doing the whole hour and a half bus ride. Yeah, exactly. And I had one friend from Poughkeepsie Day School. Much respect to Noah Tobias, a fantastic actor, friend of mine, who uh, has uh, gone Uh on to do many, many amazing things. Many amazing things. And why he didn't show up in the skit that I had later on in this uh, service. Yes, we'll get to that. Yeah. Video? Yes? Yes? Oh, yeah. Thank God. I'm not going to spoil anything more than that. The Woodstock Jewish Congregation has a different location now, but the original location was this very small very new space uh, only about maybe 10 years old at the time and it was like very cedar wood built mm. and it just and, and, and you know rug and kitchen right there off to the side mm. and our rabbi uh, amazing man named jonathan kligler was really big into playing music so he was really big into sing-alongs and chants and he'd give oh, instruments cool. out to the audience and so imagine my entire family uh, both on my mom and dad's side as well as all my friends all the friends that could be there uh, fitting into this more Feeling or less some Yahweh. <laughs> more or less this 2000 square foot room. If, if that, that is much, much smaller than I was expecting. I was yeah. Wow. I mean, well, that's why they had to uh, do all the big, you know, services outside on the lawn underneath a huge tent uh... while, you know, and they still do that, but they had to like raise a ton of money to get a bigger space, even for just the facilities of doing Hebrew school. So I missed out on having so many more friends at mine, but I made do with, the three uh, female friends uh, from that were my age, and then a friend from middle school who I the only friend that I could make it, and then otherwise all like the old standbys: Brooks, Rocco, Ryan, Reich, and Kyle Bailey. All these cats that I was doing the Danziger Zone with. Wait, can you Would literally you be, name nope. how many people were at your party? Nope. Would okay. you I'm so so can or would you be comfortable going into uh, the splitting of the theater crew and friends for each bar mitzvah? Oh, I mean, I cannot remember who I invited that didn't get to come come to mind. I know that my crush definitely did not make it. No! Yeah. Oh, dude, that sucks. No, because bar mitzvahs are so, like, there's such that, like, classic story of, like, and on my bar mitzvah, I will dance with her. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was uh, very much the case that I I was uh, in a a boys club. It was very much a boys event. With a yin-yang earring. With a yin yang earring. That's so, a shame because the boys that invited me to the bar mitzvah, I made out with like one of my friends, a girl. That's wait, awesome. Wait, what happened? Please tell that story. Um, it was Krukus's bar mitzvah. Wait, Kruk- what Kruk- was the name? Krukus. Krukus. That's as much information. Please spell that for me. Krukus. K R U K A S. That's a name. Whoa. Krukus. 
we just, I don't know, we just snuck away from the backup dancers. And, <laughs> and please tell me, please tell me you were. I mean, I mean, please tell me it eventually ended on center stage, or eventually ended ended in the middle of the dance floor. Um, I think to be an asshole, we made out on like the camera. <laughs> but I don't know if it made it into the. Tape. Oh my god, Catherine, cool. you were always an asshole. I love you yeah. so much. <laughs> she and I would like make out in front of people just to piss them off. That's amazing. That's badass. That's Pretty so, badass. I love it. I love it. So the the special thing that happened at my bar mitzvah, you know, because you have a theme, right? Of All course. these bar. What was Krukus's theme? Evidently, I guess there has to be a theme. The theme <sighs> that I went to this past weekend was all like sailing, nautical, boats, boats. I don't remember his. I do remember like there was a Star Trek one. Oh, nice. Oh no, I I that was Jordan killed Lang. to go to a Star Trek bar mitzvah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, yo. I'm all about that. Jordan Lang had a Star Trek theme bar mitzvah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Super awesome. That's so fucking cool. Mine was just like a theater based. And there was actually a program that said like Elon Danziger in quote unquote the bar mitzvah. Because the theme was theater, my bar mitzvah included a sketch of the Torah portion that I had. No way. The Torah portion was Moses gets um, punished by God because he hits a rock without uh, giving God the credit for getting all the water that the Israelites need while they're stuck in the desert. That's the easiest way I can describe it. Okay. I don't know much more about the context of it, but that whole entire uh, premise gets covered in the sketch of which I enlisted not only uh, kids, but adults. Um, Oh my God. A guy named Michael Lerner, who is a member of the congregation, uh, plays God. And <laughs> yes, and, uh, and on then, stage or voice in the background, you'll see. Okay, it, it's it's. I mean, yes, in the background. No, he's right there. Oh my god! Um, oh. and then I had Ryan, and then these kids, Ian and Jesse, help me out. We're about to see it right now. You're about to hear it. If there's any visuals that need context, I'll leave it to Catherine and Will to help out with that. But uh, in the meantime, I present to you, the listener a dose of my own writing on display. 13-year-old Elon's writing. I wrote this for my bar mitzvah. Yes. Elon, as most of you who know him know, is a a dramatist. So, he he has written the script for a play about telling the story about this Torah portion. And that's what we'll listen to now. Hey, Moses, <coughs> the Israelites are coming. I think they want to comfort us through the death of Miriam, because they know how sad we are. I don't think so, Aaron. I think they're coming to yell at us. They're not in any particular order. They're a completely unassembled, rowdy crowd. They're, not, they're coming to tell us how mad they are that I led them into this awful, desperate table. Don't look at me. All I did was help them fashion the golden cow. <laughs> that was so enough. They're approaching. Let's see what they have to say. Moses, we've had it. Miriam is dead. We have we have no more water, and we still haven't made it to the promised even though we've been following the laws of the Torah. No good food here either. No figs, grapes, or even pomegranates. We want to go back to Egypt. Come on, Eric. We're going to the tent. I've had enough of this. Moses. If I were you, I'd try to remember that song Miriam used to sing for water before all hell breaks loose, as if it hasn't already. What was that song? Forget it, Eric. I'm a leader, not a choir master. Besides, I can't hold a tune. <laughs> I feel the presence of God. God, are you there? 
Of course, I'm always here. <laughs> what do you expect? Okay, Moses. I see the Israelites are giving you a problem. Here's the scoop, Mo. Take the staff. No interruptions. Listen to me when I'm talking to you, boy. Bring the staff, assemble the community, and go to the rock. Then command it to bring forth water. Now, this isn't just tap water. This is the kind of pure, fresh spring water Miriam used to bring out of her special well all the time. Now, let me tell you. You don't have to learn Miriam's song. Forget about that song for now. I wouldn't want to hear you sing off-key anyhow. <laughs> but what you are good at is commanding. That's why I want you to command the rock. Remember, I'm counting on you, Moses. You're my number one man. Don't worry, God. You can count on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. One more thing. Aaron. Why don't you go with Moses for moral support? You're the peacemaker anyway. Good at crowd control and that kind of thing. Thanks a lot, God. Thanks for your vote of confidence. My pleasure. Anytime. Well, here we are at the rock. Hey, I remember Miriam doing this all the time. Everyone, there is no need to complain. This very rock will give us water. Well, why can't it be this rock? Or this one? There are millions of rocks out here, Moses. Why does it have to be that rock? Here's a rock, Moses. Try and get water from this one. Now listen, you rebels. We are the main men are out here. We've done all these miracles for you all these years. And if you don't listen to me and Aaron, we're not giving you water from this cliff. So let me ask you all. Are you going to sit there and argue over stones? Or are we going to give this water to you? We'll take the water. We'll take the water. That's what I thought. Let's get this water. Moses, aren't you forgetting someone? Of course not. Why would I forget? Uh-oh. He forgot to give God the credit. Oh, woe is me. Let's go. Well, it seems as though all hell has been flooded. <laughs> and it seems that my trustworthy friend Moses has not kept his word. Whoopsies! Whoopsies! Whoopsie isn't going to do it, my friend. You might have caught yourself at the end. That's not going to solve the problem. Three things. One, you forgot to mention my name. Two, you hit the rock instead of commanding it. And three, in all of this atrocity, you completely lost your cool and got angry at my children. Because of this little slip-up, I'm going to punish you with the most devastating punishment in the world. Don't say it, God. Please don't say it. I'm going to say it to you straight and clear, Moses. You cannot go into the promised land. And furthermore... Since you got angry at them, you're not going to be the one to lead the Jews into Israel. Well, nice going, Moses. See you in heaven. Oh, Aaron! Yeah? You're not going either. No! <laughs> that is clearly you.
in like and like, yes, it I, is clearly me. No, 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 no. As like a thirteen-year-old kid knowing your audience, you know what I mean. Like uh-huh. you were clear, like you could clearly see the joy in you being like, "Oh my god, I know they're gonna love this," and that just coming out organically. Like, dude, that's so that's like rare. That's fun. You know what I mean? Like even from that, as ridiculous as it was, and as hammy as the acting yeah. was, Catherine, what is your assessment? Everyone's off book but you. <laughs> <laughs> You, you wrote, wrote that shit. You wrote it. I did. I also had to learn like two different portions of Hebrew assholes. So like, I think I had a right to be on the script. <laughs> Such a ham. I was on script the whole morning because I had a speech. I had to do a, you know, a Torah portion, a half Torah portion, which was total bonus, by the way. That was extra. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, I had a right to be on book. <laughs> no, <laughs> your friends are all off well, book. In fairness, Elon. Well, even even the dude reading God wasn't off book, and yeah, he, and, God and, was on book. Damn it! Yeah, that was that was pretty lame. But and and I the guys and the guys only needed to just to just. I mean, we got like a couple gag lines. We got a couple. What about this rock? But the best was you're going, buddy. You're not getting in either. Go! Like that was that was Simpsons. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, Simpsons. totally. The fact that I was able to interpolate some kind of theatrical involvement in an otherwise very uh, overwhelming occasion, I think, made me feel at least a little bit at home. Well, uh, you seem like a very, very loved child in aw. that. No, seriously. Like, that comes, you know, that comes off as, like, your crowd, your people, blah, 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 and everything that goes along with that. We have more. Ooh. But we have to take a quick break. <sighs> so when we come back, we will continue to listen to... The sounds of Alon Dansker's Bar Mitzvah, June Listening to the sounds of a bar mitzvah video from the mid '90s. If you want to listen to decidedly not that <laughs> from previous episodes, we can be found all over the web. Uh, Lost and Rewound is on Podomatic. Lost and Rewound is the site where you can download all of our Radio Free Brooklyn episodes. If you wish to uh, listen to even more before the days of RFB, because there's plenty more where that came from. Uh, you can go to our SoundCloud, and that's soundcloud.com slash Lost and Rewound. We're also on iTunes and Spotify. Thoughts so far? The videographer, no offense, but he is a shitty videographer. Oh, He's terrible. He, come on. He he finds, he, God starts speaking, and he points across the frame, turns the camera. Oh, I'm sorry. That was in the beginning of the shot. But regardless, he turns, and this guy's mid-sentence while you're doing something that's actually pretty entertaining to watch. You're such he an He cuts elitist. away from it, and he zooms in on this dude's face. <sighs> I'm sorry. 
Dude, I'm a filmmaker. We won. It's so funny. This guy stole money from your family. He and did. Him an elitist. Use he me. did. Dude, there are, there are plenty of people who have asked. You're so funny. The <laughs> they have a right to have a right. They have a right to have a rate, and it may not be right, but doesn't it's mean still they don't rate. suck. His yeah. rate was higher than it should be. <laughs> in so, you're, so you're doing this for free, buddy, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, we continue on, and um, oh like god, if I asked someone to do that for me as a favor, I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what a bar mitzvah is all about. A bar mitzvah is about becoming a man. It's all about you know reading your Torah portion. Mm-hmm. The most important part about a bar mitzvah is not about the memories, you, preserving them forever. It's not about reading the Torah. It's not about reading the Haftorah. It's not about mm-hmm. having people come through to watch you become a man in the Jewish religion. Mm-hmm. The point of a bar mitzvah is to actually do a mitzvah. Yeah, that's what I do. Do you understand what I'm what I'm talking about? I don't really. Party. Honestly. When you hear someone say they're doing a mitzvah, they're doing a good deed. Uh, oh, I thought it meant party. And a good deed. A menchi deed. A men- yes, uh, sure. As a sign of maturity, as a sign of becoming an adult, everybody who has a bar mitzvah has the actual mitzvah part of it uh, talked about. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Mitchell, who had his bar mitzvah last weekend, mm-hmm. he's huge into biking. Like the kid has what, like, like when, downhill or cross country, cross country. By the time he was eight, uh, he had already accomplished like a 47 mile trek in Vermont or something. Hells yeah. Yeah. The kid, no, that's a kid who could bike. Yeah. yeah. So he's really into biking. So he evidently did this volunteer program where he donated bikes, uh, matching people for like donations or something Dude, and have... like gave bikes to uh, people who needed like or something like really very uh, I mean, charitable. I mean, but but to go through this is just me preaching a little bit. But but like when you are, you know, 11, 12 and 13 going through some sort of ridiculously hard physical experience especially when it's just for you which is what this thing sounds like i think that's invaluable for a lot of people that i have a tremendous amount of respect for that or at least this person you're describing sounds insanely cool he is a cool dude actually it was really really awesome him uh and his dad kenny came to see my uh show this past spring no way yeah yeah yeah. when when kenny called he was like alani is it appropriate to bring uh, the children over to your show is it appropriate for kids i'm like well mm-hmm. i think mitch will be okay with it but your 10 year old daughter might be best staying at home <laughs> <Improv>? <laughs> no it was phantom of the paradise in concert and after uh you know that all happened and then this past weekend i'm talking to mitch and i'm like so what do you think do you think it's still appropriate for sarah he's like, probably not but you should definitely tell me when it comes up again the minute I saw him, he was like, are you still acting? Are you still doing stage stuff? Oh, yeah. My heart just swelled when he asked about my, like, that was the first thing he asked me oh, when I saw him. That's weekend. great. I was not a good kid. What? You're about to hear a Testimony speech. of. I did not do my mitzvah. I'll just say that much. <laughs> All I wanted to do was get this over. <laughs> but now I've had a change of attitude. On a joyous occasion like this, I've realized that a great once-in-a-lifetime event be an exciting one as well. Turning into a responsible adult now makes me feel as though I've accomplished one of my biggest goals in life and overcome my biggest fears. For this occasion, those fears were losing my place, choking up, and even dropping the Torah. <laughs> anyway, today I let that all go past me. My parents may have some other things to say about my bar mitzvah, but to me, having fun with the portion 
and my mitzvah of volunteering with wildlife and making this whole morning joyous is enough. Working with wildlife is incorrect. What I was supposed to have done was I was supposed to have worked at an animal shelter. Okay. That did not happen. It never happened? Is oh, that yeah. it? Yes. Don't see that as a as a killing of this. You're a really fucking sweet kid, dude. You just got credit for shit you didn't do. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay, wait. No. How is that good, Will? Here. <sighs> I know that's your life, but <laughs> it's not good. Here, let's go. Thanks. I think but serious. This no, I'm about to say this uh, next clip actually by my dad might uh, offer even more context. I stay up to four thirty in the morning as you ask me writing this, and, I, I and I've got to tell you, I tell you, it's not over. And you can watch this forever on video. <laughs> Those who've been fortunate enough to see you on stage know what I'm talking about. There is a performance that I've seen where you were not able to transform into the character and totally connect to the audience. Whether it's singing, dancing, or playing a tough scene, you handle it with a professionality that transcends your youth. Like the way you handle this bar mitzvah. I know that if it's stage that you want to pursue, you will go as far as you want. From the time you were three and a half, you were in love with the English language. You were reading then and loving it. You never lost your feeling for the written word. Your poetry is wonderful and powerful. You can compose poetry the way most people compose prose. It simply flows from your hand like water. Please never stop writing. Your cartooning is another winner. You've really grown in your abilities. I love the subtleties of your humor. Your unique capacity for patience, compassion, and kindness that you express to others is a trait that you probably take for granted. It is a rare and wonderful trait that sets you apart from most of your peers. Throughout your youth, your mom and I have always known your willingness to love and forgive would only begin to serve you as you approach your adult years. We always felt that from very early in your life that you embody what we affectionately call an old soul. I think now that you are mature enough, you can begin to realize how this gift serves you. I'm very proud of the fact that you're caring has prompted you to pursue efforts at volunteering for animal rescue groups. I encourage you to continue your efforts to fulfill this commitment. It's the tough part. My son, Elon, what a tremendous your efforts to fulfill this commitment. Prompted you to pursue efforts at volunteering for animal rescue groups. I encourage you to continue your efforts to fulfill this commitment. I have to stop there before it gets too weepy because then he goes on and uh, gets very righteously emotional and I cry like a baby on stage. That or... we should see. No, should... yeah, keep going. Yeah, okay. yeah. Play, like, dude. out of your Hit mind. Play. My son, Elon, what a tremendous pleasure to see you grow into such a handsome, intelligent, and talented man. I'm extremely proud of you. I have a confession to make. I've never told you certain things. However, this is the time. <laughs> on this day, when I should be totally focused on you, on this day, your day, I confess I cannot totally do, cannot totally do so. I cannot help but notice in myself how your growth process has affected my own personal growth in a very powerful way. I'm sure that you will agree that my role as your father has at times been in part to become a kind of teacher you may not be aware of it, but you also have been my teacher, and a very you are a very patient, effective, and strong teacher. 
To understand what I mean will require a little bit of explanation. Your wonderful and very wise mother has on many occasions said to me, your son will act as a mirror for you. What I think she meant by that is that because of my role as a parent, I would now have a responsibility to identify all my shortcomings and parenting mistakes along the way. Things that I've never thought about as a young adult that I'd be forced to think about now. I would now have to relive my own childhood in order to see why I did the things the way I did. In other words, I'd have to confront my own sleeping demons, admit to them, and fix them as best I could. It was now my responsibility to humbly examine exactly who I was to try my best not to pass on my bad traits all to you. It's not been an easy task. But now that you're a man, I recognize you've grown in your strength and self-confidence. You won't let me get away with my sleezing out on my responsibility to own up when I've made a mistake. You won't put up with it. Your extraordinary honesty, patience, and love has helped me grow with you. I confess I had no clue what it would be like to raise a son. There's no real school for it. It was hard for me to learn how to raise a son, but you've helped me learn and grow. Thank you. As you've grown, it has been necessary for me to give you tools to be your own man and slowly let go of the reins. It has been hard for me to learn how to let go of the parenting role. As usual, you've helped me learn and grow. In your own way, you've taken me along with you on your journey into adulthood, and I thank you for it. I love you very much, son. Always know that you're a very special person. Okay. I, can't, I can't catch that last part. Neither can I. Okay, dude, just real, very quickly, and I know I'm sorry I'm diving in here, but like, other than the lie about you helping animals, and other than the, the <laughs> and other than your father describing your acting as, you are always connecting directly to the audience. Blatant lie. Damn. But aside from that. <laughs> you mean cheating out to the audience yeah. and winking at yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. But aside <laughs> from that, holy shit, that was really fucking spot on and meaningful, dude. Oh, yeah. You sure. keep painting yourself, you keep painting this to me as like, as like some sort of shitty event where you were a bad kid this is incredible no, no that was not what i was uh, getting at my point was merely getting at that uh, what an otherwise was a stellar and flawless and perfect event uh was oh undermined kind slightly. of under, undermined I mean, slightly and lie mod and a lie <laughs> my my bar well, happened but my mitzvah was well, a lie. well well what's so funny is that uh, enough years went by and i remember watching this mm-hmm Either my mom or my dad were there with me, and then that part came on, and they looked at me so fucking shade-like. <laughs> they gave me so much shade. They were like, yeah, whatever happened with that, Alon? So, uh, yeah, you help your animals? Help your animals? Were they, <laughs> well, was it good help? Did, did they love you? Hell yeah. I do that for the rest of my life now. That's you're, stuff. They're, they're do you pets. actually? That they're is the pets. Yes. It's not uh, the same. No, it's my fate, Catherine. It's become like because <laughs> I didn't have an account- arc. <sighs> Noah's arc. Exactly. This is God punishing you from the great happy pool. <laughs> so now I have hedgehogs, a ferret, a cat, three dogs. 
And now I want to continue helping others by... Uh, and a hobo named Tom who thinks he's a dog. <laughs> he only comes on the weekends. It doesn't count. Um, well, this is clearly what higher power is insisting. I'm not very religious, but clearly there is some work being done in order to uh, tell me that this is what's going to happen. So I've embraced it. I remember when I got the hedgehog, and you've met the hedgehog. You met Fiona. Uh, I have not. Uh, hold the Fiona on Instagram, y'all. Um, it's, a, it's a thing. Um, I remember when it was Thanksgiving, we got her last year. Yeah. I was with my mom and dad and my wife, and she's, she had told me on the train ride, you do not bring it up. Like, <laughs> okay. And then she brought it up, and I was like, okay. Thanks, honey. And I, was, I just leveled. I was like, okay, everybody, listen. This is the deal. I just said the car. I was like, I've embraced this. This is who I am. I'm an animal person. I remember when I had my mar mitzvah and I didn't fulfill a mitzvah. So clearly this is supposed to be the case. Taking care of animals. It doesn't matter what kind of animal it is. It's just going to be an animal. I love animals and I clearly need to embrace that. And that's why we're even thinking about opening up a dog sanctuary or like an animal sanctuary or taking care of animals and, you know, doing boarding or that kind of thing. Doing something to be able to help out other people and their animals. I got a hedgehog. Deal with it. To which they responded. Nothing. They couldn't front on it. Just need to reference this. You, after your father hugs you and you falling into your hands yep. on the dais yep. and crying into your hands. That looks, from this distance, it looks so hammy, but it's so fucking sweet, dude. Oh, no, man. I, I didn't know how to react to that. My, my dad is a very... Were you expecting that at all? Was he very, was he ever that honest and direct with you about his feelings for you? For sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, but not as candid in the public setting. Um, I gotcha. I think... He's definitely made it clear that, you know, he has tried his very best. He's a very loving father, albeit a very uh, struggling to, you know, be a, a good father. But, you know, I'm sorry. I, what do you what do you mean by that? One of the things that has come up in the past uh, on the show has talked about just how my dad has been rather difficult. But, you know, I, as we've gotten older, I have a lot more uh, ability to connect with him on a level mm. of personal engagement. Uh, whereas before he was uh, a little more difficult as a father because I had difficulty in school, you know, having an uh, attention deficit disorder and you're know, not. Hey, dyslexia, man. High five. High five from across the table. Yes. Uh, the, the, the ability <laughs> to have um, a father who was very smart uh, where you were not and him trying to explain things to you and it's just not getting through and oh, it would God. be very difficult for him. So, oh, you know, God. being yeah, a brainiac be and then having a son who uh, was, was a little more outside the box it was a little difficult. So moments like this are really, really helpful. Not to be outdone by the fact that I wrote a script for a skit. You ready? Are you ready for the long road? Is that what it's called? Oh, <laughs> my God. God. <laughs> you know, there's a show in here. <laughs> After this one. Little starry eyes. Tiny soft hands. The car is revving up. Miles and miles to go until the end. I really don't know where or how it went. Yes, the road is big and vast. I've been out so long, I can't remember where I started. I didn't know what I was doing, becoming unknowing of the world. Then I shaped up. I became better with friends. I learned what knowledge needs the most. Most importantly, I became wondrous of the new roads I will discover. Sometimes, though, I wanted a shortcut. They were closed most of the time. I took certain detours. They became challenging and difficult. Happiness and sadness were just appearing in my rearview mirror. They came in different forms. After many seasons, many glorious days, and many mysterious nights of starry thoughts, 
Manhood is to step away. My boyhood memories will soon be long forgotten. I wish I could stay, but things can't last forever. Wish I could cry, but that's past me too. I must thrust my life forward. The lines on this long road look like small rectangles. They are in my steps through life. Seems long, doesn't it? Truth is, I've just started. But it's the end. <laughs> Elon, that was such an honest poem for a fucking third dude. I'm really fucking impressed. That was a great, like, that's a great poem for a 13 year old and far more. And just, just because I feel like you're either not, you either don't, I'm sure you know this, but just in case it's not hitting you, like I crushed it. Okay. I, I you did. I, I you did. But no, no, your father's message there. It's so, so fucking clear that he thinks you are what? brilliant. It's so, at least from an outside observer looking in. That is, it is so clear what unbelievably high respect your father has for you. And if you do not know that, like, because you just described to me that your father was a brainiac and you were dumb. It is obvious that he does not think that. It's obvious oh, that he yeah. thinks the opposite, yeah. it, dude. It, it's more that he was more scientific and I was the creative type. Mm -hmm. uh, and being able to find a, a medium between those proved difficult when it came to yeah. algebra. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's grown up. That's all. Yeah. That's all. So we, that, that that's pretty much the lion's share of what you uh, guys needed to see from my bar mitzvah. I mean, I I I, I, I crushed that poem. I crushed my Torah portion. No, you're, I, dude, do you got any of that a, a recording of you do, reading your Torah portion? No, I did not record Baruch that. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you Adonai. Adonai. Look, maybe, right maybe, maybe in the future I will make a storytelling show uh, specifically about this particular day. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure I've already ruined any chance of that ever occurring. <laughs> Maybe this will be our workshop of of Alon's bar mitzvah. We, we, we could make it the blooper reel, the blooper reel of Alon's bar mitzvah. Here's where I think I killed it. Now tell me what I did wrong. <laughs> Final thoughts uh, from this that we can uh, conjure up. My, <laughs> you look like Adrian Brody. That's my final thought. My, my my final thought is that you're clearly a very precocious, very loved, uh, very active mind. And you have a community that is nurturing the shit out of that. And so that's really fucking awesome, dude. That's very, very cool. Thank yeah, you this, very much. This is definitely different from every bot environments I've ever seen. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, there was never this much theatrics. Or I just didn't want, go to that part this, of it. This, this, this reminded me of one of the most touching bar mitzvahs I ever went to, which is my, my friend David Blooms. And his father, who is this, who is a very sort of, he's got a British accent. He's a very, like, he presents himself extraordinarily well. He started bawling in the middle of reading a speech to his son, and he couldn't finish it. And his wife walked up and finished it for him. That's what this is akin to for me. It's a very sweet and moment. Sketches too. Yeah, there were there were performances. Yeah, well, uh, not at David's, but you know what I mean. Yo, the Playbill uh, made it into a cake for the reception, <laughs> so there was even a Playbill cake. And honestly, one of the very best photo bombs from Brooks's brother Devin in history. This kid had such wide eyes. Please like, tell me you can put that in the show notes. Please tell me you can put that in the show notes. I, th I think I will. Hell yeah. I want the picture of you hamming to camera <laughs> right before Moses. Oh, God. Right <laughs> before Moses talks to God the first time. <laughs> Funny you should say, oh, God. But yeah, there's just like an amazing like. I'll give me some credit for that. Well, I just did. I just okay, said, said, oh, God. I'm sorry. I thought you said it as an accident. I'm sorry. <laughs> Catherine and I love each other. What can I, I say? I could never have asked for a better audience for my bar mitzvah video <laughs> than Catherine Dunn and Will Hasty this week on Lost and Rewound. Uh, you know, 
I, I, I know what, what I was getting myself into. <laughs> that's that's the whole point. And then who knows what will happen next week. Uh, this has been another edition of Lost and Rewound. Mazel tov uh, to me uh, for um, getting to 13 years in New York. And, Shabbat shalom. Uh, being brave enough to put my 13-year-old uh, self on display for the entire world to laugh at. and Or maybe cry <laughs> with, or I don't know. Who knows? All the above, buddy. Reach Crash. out to us via email, lost and rebound at radiofreebrooklyn.org. File your thoughts, concerns, complaints, and um, suggestions. I would say suggestions are a good one. I'm Alon. I'm Will Hasty. And I'm Catherine Dunn. Ow, ow! And this has been uh, episode 140 of Lost and Rewound. We'll be back next week. Bahayam. Check out Havaka Shah. Hey! <laughs> Check out Havaka. Hey, Shah. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that the right way to say it? No. The way you did it. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners out there, that means either shut up or please be quiet. Yeah, sure. It, or somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs>